Welcome to the Jeremy Mullins podcast, where we're about education and performing well in multiple aspects in your life. I am Jeremy. I am your host, and I'm here with Reno, my co-host. What's going on? Not much. We're rocking and rolling. Some good uh, good feedback coming in on the first few podcasts. So excited. Um, people can understand my Appalachia a little bit, right? Still got some, some twain coming out from you know the West Virginia days. Yeah, some of those big words sneak up on you. Yeah, so they do <laughs> a lot of times. Um, you know, some good feedback, you know, especially um, what's been cool is, you know, a lot of a lot of the listeners are, are clients that I've had, you know, over the years, right? Some of them two decades ago and and they're like, hey, it's it's cool to hear, you know, you educating and, and you know, using the same stuff that you used over the years. And, and that makes me happy, right? Because, yes, yeah, some things change with research and some things change you know, as we go, and I talk about this all the time as a, as a coach, not having absolutes, right? You know, and, and using terms like, well, this is what we see right now. We see this in practice. The data suggests this. Um, and I think that's that's very important to put out there, guys and gals. Like, yes, I'm, I'm here educating you. I'm going to bring on guests that are, you know, specialists in their areas and all that. You know, but a lot of this is, is trial and error to a degree. Like what works for, you know, one person might not work for another, right? Um, and a great example of this, like we're, we're sleep training our, our little girl right now, right? And, you know, the books and the, the online class that we got, you know, talked about like, okay, you need to go in every five minutes to let her know that, you know, you're there, right? Like you didn't just abandon her. Cool. And the problem though, the first night that we were doing that, like, she would be doing okay. You know, she would be working herself down. So if you have kids, you know this, like it's like a roller coaster, right? Their cry goes up and up and up and then it like peaks. So she would be coming down on the roller coaster and, you know, we would go in there and it would cause her just to go high. And Katie and I were like, let's just not go in every five. Let's give her a little bit of a break. And she was down. Right. So we're learning that, you know, Hey, maybe one check in and, and that's it. Like, so, um, just an example of, okay, yes, the, the, the professionals recommended this, you know, but they also noted that, you know, Hey, you're still an individual and that's, you know, something cool to see with some of uh, the listeners that are coming out and, and, you know, saying that like, Hey, some of your stuff is the same over the years, you know, and some of it's changed a little bit. Right. And it could be, we might listen back to this podcast in, you know, in 10 years and, you know, some things might change a little bit, right. Because either something I implemented in practice or something that we just, you know, found out in data. So. Yeah, and it's no shock. I mean, the people that were were healthy um, in their early ages, whether they're 50, 60 uh, now, they're healthy for the most part today. Um, it's been a consistent um, thing throughout time. Yeah, 100%. Like they may change as they age, right? They might find that, you know, this is a little better practice or, or you know, whatever the case is, um, you know, but I love it. And, and what was cool is so I saw you, you know, drinking your, your RTD protein shake because you're, you know, you're on the road, you're traveling. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was good to see. We just, you know, we wrapped up our, you know, calorie podcast. We talked about protein, right. And, and guys, I still, I still lean on, those are the two most important things. If you hit your protein, you hit calories, you will have success, right? Those are the two most important things to think about, but we want to cover today. And today's topic is going to be our energy sources. So we're going to talk about carbs and fats. I kind of combine them together. Okay. And I want you to understand that, yes, there are some people out there that I would prefer to be on a lower carb diet or a lower fat diet. And I'm going to give you some examples of this and maybe later on in this year, or, you know, we can go into detail on this. A good example of it is if I'm working with a female that has PCOS, when a female has PCOS, 
then my nutrition protocol for them is going to be a lower carbohydrate diet, secondary to the insulin resistance and the insulin sensitivity and carbohydrate sensitivity that come along with PCOS, right? Or if I'm working with someone who has insulin resistance, then a lower carbohydrate diet is going to produce better results. So there are cases, I want you to understand that, and we will go into those cases as we move forward with the education and the podcast specifically, but there's cases where we'd want that, right? Another one we could look at is some people, right, do have a genetic component with fat on increasing some cholesterol levels, okay? Not everyone does, like, because I would argue that most of our cholesterol levels, and I say most, right, in America are driven because of excess carbohydrate consumption and processed carbs, right? Because we overconsume carbohydrate, you know, this packs our muscle glycogen, our liver glycogen full, and then we increase our triglycerides, which are our blood fats, which drive cholesterol levels, right? But there is a component that some people need to be on low fat diets. They just feel better, right? Then there's the preference issue that comes into play. Some people just like to eat higher carb more carb food. Some people like to eat higher fat foods. So when you are selecting whether you should be higher fat, lower carb, then that is total preference and maybe based on individual. But if you're new in your journey, especially the fat loss journey, because I would argue if you're in a reduced calorie diet, technically, okay, if we're in a reduced calorie diet, we're hitting our protein goal for the day. Theoretically, carbs and fats are probably lower than what you've been eating anyway, right? Because it's a relative term. You know, Reno, and when we say relative, like, you know, you and I are both about the same height, but if we looked at someone who was six, six to us, that's tall, right? Oh, yeah. Monster. You know, so I'm, I'm, my driver's license says I'm five, nine, but I'm really five, eight. Uh, how tall are you? I'm five, 10. Driver's license, five, 10, really five, it, nine. It does say five, 10, but my yeah. military paperwork does not say five, 10. Oh, so five, nine, right? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I'm like five, 11 on the military paperwork. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> six foot two to both of us would still be tall, right? But to the individual that's six, 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 two is short. So my question to the listener, like, you know, okay, six, two to you, is that tall or is that short? And here's the reality. It could be either way based on how tall you are, right? So when we start saying high and low inside the term of macronutrients, specifically carbs and fats, I want you to understand that that is a relatively or relative number, right? It's relative to the person. So don't get too caught up into that. Just know that, hey, if you have insulin resistance, PCOS, type two diabetic, that's where I would encourage you to work with the registered dietitian or health professional to get you the specific plan that needs to work for you, right? You know, everything that we're, we're saying here, are just general recommendations, you know, from that aspect, okay? So we look at carbs and we look at fats. The first thing I always like to educate on is carbohydrate is our primary energy source for higher intensity training. So when we start looking at, you know, running at high intensity, we start looking at lifting weights, when we start looking at doing things such as HIIT, um, CrossFit, F45, that style of training, the higher the intensity of the workout, the higher the percentage of carbohydrate that you use, okay? Now on the flip side, fat is used for primarily lower intensity workouts, okay? Or at rest. So theoretically, Reno and I both right now, because we're sitting, um, I'm talking a little more than him, but we're both sitting down. We are primarily using fat as a fuel source, okay? If we got up and started walking, we're going to use a little bit more carbohydrate, but not much. Primary still fat. As we start brisk walking, we'll use a little bit more carbohydrate, but still primary fat. 
as we start jogging, it's probably going to bump up to like 50, 50. And then as we start running, maybe a little faster than a jog, we're going to start using more carbohydrate, right? That's just how our energy systems work in the body. But the takeaway from that to the listener is carbohydrate, primary source of fuel for high intensity, fat, primary source of fuel for low intensity. That's the takeaway that I want individuals to have, you know, from, from that aspect. Okay. Um, and we look at carbohydrate, carbohydrate. I love in the sense of the, Hey, this is where we get our fiber from. Okay. I would almost start telling people inside of, of diets. Like, you know, when we talk about the protein and calories, like, Hey, hit your protein and calories. You know, I need your protein to be one gram of protein per target body weight, no matter what your calorie goal is. It's almost the same way for fiber. Right. So I have this saying that I always tell people like P triple P. Okay. When we're building meal plans, triple P. And what this looks like is one, have a primary protein source at each meal or each snack, right? So making sure that you're consuming a primary protein source at each meal or each snack. That's the first P. Second P, have a whey isolate protein shake in the post-workout setting, right? So we talked about this in, in, in the last podcast. The third P, okay, is to have produce at most meals and most snacks. And that helps keep the fiber up, right? So if we look at our produce inside of our carbohydrate category, our fruits and our veggies, okay? These are the end of, or these are the foods that are going to have more of our carbohydrate, I'm sorry, more of our fiber inside of the, the meal plan, okay? Yes, whole grains too, but, you know, what I look at with, you know, vegetables specifically, vegetables are not a lot of total carbohydrate, but they come with a high, um, you know, fiber intake, so keeping the produce inside the diet will also help keep the fiber up inside the diet. Okay. Now, primary carbohydrates that I do like individuals to have is, you know, kind of your starchy carbohydrates. So like your rices, your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, um, and your produce. Those are probably the top, you know, ones that would have most people consuming in their diet. Um, and then looking at things like legumes, you know, those are also great sources of carbohydrates. So our beans, um, you know, are, are once again, Beans are a carbohydrate source first, right? A lot of people will think beans is a protein source, but beans is actually a carbohydrate source that has a good amount of protein. So those would be where I want people to live at as far as, okay, here's the carbohydrate that I eat most of the time. It is my whole grains. It is my produce, which is my fruit, my veggies and whole grains. I'm sorry. And legumes. Could you, you know, every now and again, have <laughs> pop tarts, you know, um, I'm trying to think of some other, you know, things that would be like simple carbohydrate, you know, um, ramen noodles, you know, things like that. Yes, you can. But the big thing is I would like mainly mo most people to focus on the carbohydrate that we just mentioned. Okay. I am not a uh, against carbohydrate. I would put to the listener that the average American over consumes simple processed carbohydrates, right? So things coming in our cookies, our cakes, our sweets, sweetened drinks, that type of stuff is where people get in trouble with what I call the processed carbohydrate. If you are not, or if you just now started tracking, or if you've been tracking, you realized quickly when you started how accurate that statement is. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. Most of us over consume, <laughs> we just don't recognize it, right? You know, you, you can go and get what you think is a decent, healthy breakfast, maybe like at Starbucks, right? You got a, a muffin, which you think, okay, low fat, you know, you know, healthy muffins, blueberry muffin, right? Fruit. You know, but a blueberry muffin and maybe like a frappuccino, you're, you're looking at 150-ish grams of sugar in that, right? Actually, Reno, I'll have you, if you can, as I go into fats, look that up and see what, you know, a Starbucks blueberry muffin and, and frappuccino have, you know, in there. So once again, guys, don't don't be afraid of carbohydrate. Know that they are the primary fuel source. 
some rule of thumbs I have with, with carbs, once again, is eat produce at most meals and snacks. Some of that meaning having a fruit and veggie at most meals and most snacks. Um, and then also putting your carbohydrate in and around your training, especially if you're doing higher intensity training, right? So making sure that meal before your workout, the meal after your workout is where you're consuming that carbohydrate that you are consuming for the day. Okay. A couple other things with carbs. Technically, there is not a minimal amount of carbohydrate. Our body can make carbohydrate from other um, sources via uh, or other macronutrients via the process called gluconeogenesis. So we don't need carbohydrate, um, but I, I encourage people to, to not necessarily go the no carb route. Okay. These are minimum numbers that I have people start on if they're not wanting to do nutritional ketosis. Okay. Now, once again, I will educate on nutritional ketosis. If that's what a listener wants to do, we will put that, that education out. But I consider a lower carbohydrate approach being roughly 125 to 150 grams a day. Generally, just because females are smaller, I'll start my females out on 125 grams of carbohydrate, my guys out on 150 grams of carbohydrate, that kind of being the starting point for them. Do you find the numbers? Yeah, so um, on, the on the blueberry muffin, okay. it is <clears throat> 330 calories. All right. 15 grams of total fat. Uh, and then you're looking at, where did it go? The fat is actually always shocking in the Starbucks ones, yeah. um, to be honest to me. Um, carbs, 47. All right, so 47 grams of carbs, 330 calories in a muffin, okay? Now, what if they got just a meat, is it grande? Is that the, the middle size? Yeah, grande frappuccino. <clears throat> So here's a caramel frappuccino, which I feel like is a, a, a normal one, 59 carbs, 53 sugar. Okay. So primarily high I sugar. Bet that's, right? I bet that's under too. That's just Starbucks telling you what it is. Well, that's that's the like way it should be made. But we <laughs> all like know this is why eating out is tough sometimes, right? They're going to put a little more butter. They're going to put a little more sugar in there because it tastes good, right? So right there along, you're getting over 100 grams of sugar for breakfast, right? Just in a, a drink and a muffin, right? And it's not that you can't have the muffin, right? Someone could go in and have, you know, a blueberry muffin that has 40 grams of carbs and eat three or four eggs with it. And I, I would not be like, cool, right? Nothing wrong with carbs. We can have them, right? We're going to budget for them. But you can see how just the average American diet would grab a muffin, you know, a coffee, you know, 100 grams of carbs right there. And then we might grab a snack before lunch that has 30, 40 grams of carbs. So you can see where we're getting into these 500, 600 gram carb days, and we're not physically active. That is where we run into, you know, the issues that we're seeing with obesity rates, um, insulin resistance rates, et cetera. Okay. So once again, carbs are not bad, right? Just want to educate you on where to start. So lower carbohydrates, somewhere in that 125, 150 range, respectively, it is the primary, you know, source of fuel for higher intensity, focusing on your produce, focusing on your whole grains and your legumes. All right. Moving on to fat. It's again, same thing. Some, some listeners may have a fear of fat just because, that's the error they grew up in, you know, whatever the case may be. Fat, once again, is not necessarily bad, right? With fat, we do get, you know, some essential fatty acids in it. And that's one thing I always like to educate on is fat is actually mandatory, right? Or we need it inside the body, you know, so we do need a small amount of it day in and day out. I don't like to see clients go too low. Um, and that's generally around 35 to 40 grams a day for females, um, and then you have 45 to 50 grams for males. And you know, once again, those are just generic numbers. I get it. If I have a very short a female that's 4'11", you know, 100 pounds, and she's only eating 30 grams of fat a day because that's out of my range I recommended, probably not going to be any health problems, right? Because she's just smaller. 
But once again, you know, those these are just generalized recommendations that are, are out there. Okay. And then with fat, um, some things I always like to point out is it, it helps with cellular function because all cell membranes or cells in the body have a cell membrane. So when we eat our healthy fats, that's going to help, you know, with our cellular um, health, especially brain health. And it's a primary driver in some of our hormones, right? So if we go too low on fat, those are some things that we need to be concerned with. Okay. Our healthy fats will help with satiety. So outside of your fibrous veggies, outside of your protein uh, foods, when we do consume fat, they are generally very good for our satiety. Okay. So helping us feel fuller longer is a benefit out of it. And then a lot of people just like the taste of fat, right? So we love, you know, for example, butter, you know, how it makes food taste. Like some people love avocados, that type of stuff. Okay. I like to stay away from, you know, we're talking about the quality of fat. I like to stay away from, you know, vegetable oils because they're very high in omega-6 fatty acids, which we'll touch on in later education. Um, sticking more things like olive oil, avocado oil, grass-fed butter, avocado, nut seeds, um, your nut butters, as long as they don't have high fructose corn syrup in them, that kind of being the the foods that you're going to get those healthy fats from. Um, I, I noticed that I, in this, and you can kind of speak on it if it's accurate or not, but for some reason, when I do have that like 60 to 80 grams of fat days, um, back to back to back. Um, I, I have a lot of no joint issues and stuff like that. So like I noticed my knees or something, maybe it's all in my head, but knees, ankles that normally hurt in the mornings getting up, they, uh, they typically do feel better when I'm on a higher fatty, uh, well, and that's where like a lot of times, like I, I want people to play around with it. Right. You know, and you can't really know, yes, there might be something secondary, as I mentioned earlier, because insulin resistance, or there might be something that we need to look at and know someone needs to be lower carb or higher fat. But for the, for the most part, like it is a trial and error. You have to figure out what works best for you. Um, so when someone comes to you and, and they're trying to figure out what, what to eat in each uh, macro, um, what are your primary sources in all three? Yeah. And I think we touched on a little bit, you know, but if we start, you know, going back to it and I like to use the term primary sources, you know, because there's a lot of foods out there that have a combination. So I mentioned earlier, you know, our legumes. So beans, for example, they're primarily they're carbohydrate, but they do have a good source of protein, right? And they have a little bit of fat in it. So it's really, it's a, it's a source of all three macronutrients, but the primary source would be a carbohydrate. So when we look at our proteins, you know, with our proteins, our primary sources of protein are meats, fish, eggs, some dairy, such as like cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. And I always joke, like, that's the one we got to watch for you, right? Because I say some dairy. There's mm -hmm. yogurt out there that has candy on top of it. Right. That That's a processed carb, right? So some dairy that, you know, being cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, that, that type of, uh, of dairy, and then protein shakes, okay? That doesn't mean that, once again, if you eat beans, that you don't get to count that protein towards your goal for the day, but those being the primary protein sources. And remember, we want to make sure that we're eating one of those with each meal or each snack, or every time that we eat, we consume a primary protein source that's going to help us hit our protein goal for the day, okay? Now, going into your carbohydrate, these are going to be your whole grains, your fruits, your vegetables, right? Those would be the legumes, those being your primarily, what I would consider good carbohydrate, right? Yes, you've got unfortunately sodas and, and some juices. And I'm not saying like, I'll never say you can't work things into your plan. Right. But those will be more of the simple process, you know, carbohydrate that we look at, right. You know, your baked foods, your cookies, your cakes, the sweets, that type of stuff. So those would be more of the, the processed carbohydrates that we generally, you know, talk about. 
And then, you know, we look at fats, goes to our nuts, our seeds, our oils, avocados, coconut, um, some fats, of course, you're going to get, you know, fat inside of a, a fatty uh, cut of meat, like that's fine. Um, but, you know, that just depends on once again, what's the primary source. And these are just rules of thumb. I've had people go in the past be like, well, Jeremy, what's a ribeye? You say meat, ribeye's a meat, right? It's higher than fat. I get it. There's some nuances that go along with this, but the term primarily for the education being that the food is higher in the macronutrient that we're referring to, right? So mm -hmm. when we say primary protein, those foods we mentioned are going to be higher in protein. Your good carbohydrate, primary carbohydrate, they're higher in carbohydrate. They may still have some carbs. I'm sorry. They may still have some uh, fats and some protein, but it's a primary carbohydrate. Same thing for your fats, right? Um, a nuance in the fats, for example, is the avocado. Avocado has got, you know, a little bit of carbohydrate in there, right? So the fat content and carbohydrate content is fairly close. Uh, another example of that is an egg. You know, an egg has, you know, primary protein, but it also the fat is in there, okay? Don't get too caught up in those nuances, right? Those are just some, some definitions, you know, what works for you. And if I'm building a meal plan, what I generally tell people is, hey, look for that primary protein source. Most of us are going to need between probably four to eight ounces of a primary protein source, then add your produce, right? So add a couple cups of veggies in there, add some berries in there, then add your preferred fuel on after that, right? So, so for some people, you know, they may have, you know, a steak, some broccoli and decide to put grass-fed butter as their fat source and their fuel source on the broccoli, right? So you think about that plate, you know, you got an eight ounce steak, you got, you know, two to three cups of broccoli. That's a large amount of food, right? Maybe a side salad with some salad dressing. So the carbohydrate in that dinner is relatively low, but the fat's higher because we used, we chose the grass-fed butter and we chose the salad dressing. Mm. Vice versa, we could do the same calorie, same amount of protein inside the eight ounce steak, right? The two cups of broccoli with some white rice, right? Or baked potato and not have the salad. Right. So we do a large baked potato and if in the large baked potato, yes, it's carbohydrates, but it was the same amount of calories that in the first meal we use the grass fed butter and the, uh, and the salad dressing for. So that's where like I truly believe and I've seen this in, in, you know, two decades of nutritional coaching that just focusing on the protein and calories and not looking at foods that either good or bad, but looking at as like, OK, there's some foods that we should eat most of the time. And then there's foods that we eat every now and again. Right. And really defining things like that, I think, will free people's minds. And, and, and I can't remember if you said that in this podcast or another, like it's it's not a diet. It's it's how you eat as a nutrition program. Yeah. And I find it even more like satisfying when I am pretty strict-ish throughout the week or whatever, um, week after week, day after day, to where you get to sit down and you have that big bowl of a cap, or Captain Crunch or Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or you go out to eat and you are able to have that cheat meal and you feel, you feel better. Like you don't feel terrible after eating it because most of your yeah. meals are on that healthier side. And, and I think that goes into like, you know, once again, getting comfortable with food and realizing like you shouldn't demonize yourself, right? You know, it, and if you learn that like, hey, everything's just protein, carbon, and fat. And I've seen so many people sabotage yourself, right? And I use this an, uh, analogy, A, because I like peanut butter, but it's like Reese eggs, for example. You know, someone goes on a diet and, and they decide to have a Reese egg for whatever reason. It's, it's, I was going to say it's Halloween time, but now they make the pumpkin eggs around Halloween, right? So, yeah. but let's go pumpkin eggs. So it's Halloween, their kids go out trick-or-treating, they got the pumpkin egg, you know, they have one of them and, 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 and they're like, you know, oh man, I've I messed up. I might as well eat the other, you know, five of them that's in this pack. Like that's mm -hmm. the mentality sometimes that comes with 
you know, food when we truly label things good or bad. Okay. You want some Captain Coast, uh, Captain, what is it? Captain Toast Crunch. I was putting, I was putting, <laughs> I'll uh, mix them. I'll mix them. I was putting Captain Crunch and uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch together there. But that's okay. At the end of the day, that's just carbohydrate, right? I would argue, make sure you eat a protein with it. And I've seen people, you know, I've done this like traveling before. You know, I'll drink a protein shake and then have some cereal. You I'll know. mix like a vanilla core power in as my milk source for the cereal. That's another, I do that a lot. That was actually one of my first, you know, going back um, with first form, one of the, the first protein powders I did was Cinnamon Toast Crunch and mm. uh, or CTC. So I would do it in Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal, right? So I would just mix that up as a protein shake, 40 grams of protein, use it as my, instead of milk inside of that. As long as you're portioning out how many carbohydrate, you know, in the serving size, right? Because that's the other thing that comes into play with, especially like kids cereals. Serving size is a cup or is it half a half cup? No, it's a cup right now. Yeah. Cup, yeah. Serving size is a cup, not a bowl, right? So you got to look at, you know, how much of that you're actually, you know, consuming, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely in the two cup category, but I allow for it in my macros at the end of the night when I do do it. So. Awesome. Well, guys and gals, I hope you have enjoyed another, you know, educational piece from us. You know, we're building on, you know, things that you guys need to know about nutrition, right? Um, And I always have this, you know, saying like simple is sexy, consistency is king. Okay. And that's, that's the goal with this is building each time, getting guys to understand, you know, once again, that, hey, all changes are generally, you know, habit-based that we should focus in our habits, right? It's where we started the podcast at, focusing on your habits. Then, you know, okay, what is our goal? Knowing that we need to look at calories and protein as the two primary things inside of a nutrition plan. And then as we move on, yes, carbohydrates and fats, you know, become things that we need to look at, you know, and adjust for the individual person. But in the beginning, still landing your protein, still landing your calories, that is where you need to spend, you know, most of your time. And then same thing sliding into, you know, the quality of foods. We touched on a little bit of today. Okay. Let's try to eliminate the processed foods, right? Focus in on, you know, what I call the triple P, which is having that primary protein source at each meal or each snack, adding in the produce with each meal, each snack, you know, like one or the other, either fruit or veggie. And then, you know, going into, you know, working on performance, adding that protein shake in the post-workout setting. All right. If you guys have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or on via our email. Uh, We look forward to providing you guys with more education and we will talk to you guys soon. See you, everyone.